Cool. So, hey, this uh, this morning I'm going to be preaching uh, around some gifts of the Spirit, which is a part of the series, uh, which we're doing, and and uh, I'm really excited. If you uh, heard uh, my message at the 6 p.m. last week, you're getting some double anointing. Uh, so that's a good thing. <laughs> and I believe that as I preach, um, God's going to uh, touch each person. God's going to start to stir something in each of your spirits. And so I encourage you, uh, don't just listen f- uh, to words from my mouth, but listen to what God's wanting to say. Uh, try hear what God's wanting to do in your world because uh, He's going to uh, do some incredible things this morning. Uh, I've got this piece of wood with a screw in it, uh, which I got from my dad's garage this morning. <laughs> and uh, And... And I guarantee that if someone came up here and tried to pull the screw out with their fingers, they wouldn't be able to do it. Does anyone want to try it? You can try it after. I bet you if, if, uh, maybe some fingernails might come off. (laughs) I bet you if somebody came up here and tried to remove the screw with their teeth, You're, you're, you're going to need to go talk to Wendy and find the dentist which she found, okay? Like, we're going to be losing some teeth. Uh, if you came here, even if you got a hammer on this thing and tried to smack it out, you might get it out, but the wood's going to be damaged after. And uh, the amazing thing about being a Christian and being a disciple of God is God's given us the correct tools to walk our journey. I guarantee that if you get a screwdriver and you start twisting the screwdriver and the screw, this is going to come out within 20 seconds. It's suddenly so easy. And what we couldn't do with our fingers or our teeth or whatever can be done with a screwdriver just like that. And the amazing thing about God is God hasn't said, all right, I want you to go and do greater works than I've done, which He says. I want you to go and make disciples of all nations. I want you to do this. I want you to see miracles. And He hasn't just said, all right, have fun. I'll see you in heaven. No, He's left tools for us and He's walking with us. He's given us the correct tools. All we got to do is say, God, would you give me that tool? And this morning, I'm going to talk about some tools, some gifts which God has given the church so that we can do what He's asked us to do, which is really, really exciting. And we're going to look at three gifts from uh, 1 Corinthians 12. When I, when I read this uh, passage, the first thing I thought about uh, was I thought about superheroes. Uh, if you don't know much about me, you, you, I want to tell you that I love superheroes. Like, if you want to have the best conversation with me that goes on for a long time, you talk about God and superheroes, and we'll be there for hours and hours and hours. I can guarantee that I will out-knowledge anyone when it comes to superheroes in this room, uh, probably in Hamilton. I'm in the comic shop every week. I, if there's a new superhero movie coming out, I can guarantee I'm in the movie theatre at 12 a.m. in the morning watching the first show in for it. I just love superheroes. Ever since I was this tall, my parents told me that I would not leave the house and I would have a tantrum unless I could wear my superhero suits. <laughs> I, I was wearing... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't wear them anymore, okay? <laughs> To be honest, I don't think there's any that will fit me these days. But, uh, but um, I had a little incredible suit. I, I had Spider-Man. I had a Batman suit. And I just love, love, love superheroes. And I was reading this passage and I thought, oh my goodness. God has given us superpowers. 
And it got me so excited. I've got some pictures here as well, which we was going to put up. This is my superhero collection. I got some Batman. No one can tell me that Batman isn't the best superhero. He just is the best by far. And, uh, and by the way, for any naysayers in the room, these are not idols. They are collectibles. I love Jesus way more than those things, okay? It's just my collection. And uh, so I, I love Batman. There's another picture which I've got here. Uh, at one point, I owned a life-size Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and um, I, I felt so powerful wearing that thing. It was so cool. Uh, the, the rocks even lit up and made sounds, and it was so cool. Um, and so I had a life-size Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, and I just love, love, love superheroes. And, and I read this passage, which we're going to read. And it's from 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to read from verse 4. Uh, but at verse 1, before we get there, it says, Paul addresses uh, the, the Corinthians and, they, and, he, and he says that I will tell you about the special abilities which God has given you. And I tell you, when I read that as a 15-year-old boy getting into the things of the Spirit, I was like, oh my goodness, special abilities that God's given me. I'm a superhero. I got superpowers. And, and that's the way that I looked at it and it got me so excited. And so from verse 4, it says this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A special gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts and He alone decides which gift is given to each person. And so uh, I, I believe you guys heard from Pastor Tim last week on a few of the gifts. We've heard from Pastor Michael over some of the campuses. We're looking into three uh, different categories of spiritual gifts here. So there's the gifts of utterance, which is prophecy, tongues and interpretation. There's the gifts of power, which is faith, miracles and healing. And uh, the gifts that we're looking at today are called the gifts of revelation. And uh, they are words of wisdom, words of knowledge and discerning of spirits. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about these. I've got some testimonies from my old, uh, own life, which I, I'm excited to share a little bit later on, which uh, I believe will stir your faith and, and get you excited for these spiritual gifts because God's given us the right tools to walk out the journey which He's got us on, which is amazing. So the first gift we're going to talk about are words of knowledge. And, and I thought uh, it, would, it would be good to start with talking about the difference between prophecy and words of knowledge, because there is a difference. Some people think there aren't, but there is. And uh, prophecy is talking is God revealing His thoughts about someone's future. That's what prophecy is. And, and uh, I love uh, how uh, prophecy encourages and edifies the church. It builds people up and, and the amazing thing, and I, I, 
someone mentioned it earlier, I think it was uh, Caleb. Uh, he, he said that God knows the little things that's going on in our life, which is amazing. Did you know that God knows everything about you? Which is good for us. <laughs> it's really good for us. And, uh, and God knows exactly where He wants us to be going. Did you know that before the foundations of the earth, God had an original design for each one of you? God had an original design that He wants us to step into. And the amazing thing about prophetic words is it's God revealing something about someone's future and it helps us walk further into the original design which God has for us. I think that's amazing. And so prophetic words is God revealing something about someone's future. And uh, it says this in 1 Corinthians 14.3, it says, but one, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. A prophetic word doesn't uh, lead someone this way when God's saying this way. And prophetic word always leads people towards the original design God has for somebody. A word of knowledge is God's thoughts about someone's past or present. So prophetic word, uh, God's thoughts about someone's future and a word of knowledge is God's thoughts about someone's past or present. It says this in Corinthians 12, 8. Uh, it says, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice and to another the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Uh, knowledge in Greek, when it says special knowledge here, in the Greek it means gnosis. And uh, gnosis is knowledge that you can't get from experience or education. It's uh, revelatory knowledge which God drops into your spirit. Uh, so you can't know that. It's like, how, how would you even know that? God's dropping it into your spirit. We see um, Jesus operating in this gift quite a lot uh, in the Gospels. And, and one of the, the ones that I think of straight away is Zacchaeus. You know, we know the story of Jesus calling Zacchaeus out of the tree. And he goes, he goes, Zacchaeus, come out of the tree. Did you know that Jesus didn't know his name? That was a revelatory knowledge which is dropped into Jesus' spirit by God. And, and uh, it's an amazing thing. I, I wonder if Jesus didn't call him out by name and didn't speak through a word of knowledge, would have Zacchaeus come out of that tree? Uh, it was an amazing, amazing story. We hear about the Samaritan woman. I love this. Hear this out. Uh, Jesus didn't actually just know everything about her life and unfold everything which he did, but there was more to it. There's a, there's a subtle context in the passage and uh, we see that she's a wise woman, the Samaritan woman. Uh, she knew her Samaritan theology very well. And she also knew where the Samaritan temple was, which was uh, burned down uh, a little bit later. And the amazing thing about this story is that he referred to all of this and use the Samaritan woman's own religion to point out that he is the Messiah. I was expecting some wows there because that's powerful. Jesus just unfolded all of these things in front of her, which nobody could know. And in the process, she sees out of her own religion that, oh my goodness, actually Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Saviour that's come. Like that's an incredible, incredible thing. And he knew how to communicate to her through words of knowledge and through words of wisdom. Uh, We actually have direct access to the innermost deep thoughts of God. 
Did you know that you and me have the access to the most deep and inner thoughts of God? Yeah, it's not just a one-way relationship where we go into the secret place and we go, God, I need this. God, would you do this in my life? God, 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 God. And we just talk and then we call it quits and we leave. That's not actually how we should be going into the secret place because we're not going to change God's life with our words. <laughs> We're not. We should be going to the secret place going, God, what do you want to say to me? Because He wants to speak to us. We have access to His deep, most inner thoughts. And the thing that's going to change our life is hearing from God. And God wants to speak to each one of us. Can I grab my water, please? Is that okay? Thank you so much. I'd love to share some testimonies uh, of words of knowledge from my life, which um, I picked out a few, which uh, which really, really were incredible moments uh, throughout the years for me. And uh, one time when I was um, probably about 16 years old, uh, I was playing croquet at a subject called Wellbeing and Recreation at Boys High. And Wellbeing and Recreation is just a fancy way of saying PE with a tiny bit of theory. And um, and we went to a club up the road and we played croquet, which again, what 16 year old boy wants to play croquet when you can play rugby and stuff like that. And um, anyway, we played croquet and um, there was a older gentleman, uh, probably close to his eighties. And, and he um, was the person who was teaching us how to play and was leading us through the course. And this man, I got to tell you, he was so grumpy. He was just not a fun person to be around. He was so grumpy. I remember one time I messed up a swing and I missed the ball in front of the whole class. He goes, what are you doing? And like, he was just so grumpy. Um, him and I had a bit of a problem. Like he was, he was a really, really um, <clears throat> grumpy man. And I just felt God say to me, his wife passed away recently. And um, as a 16 year old guy was chasing the things of the spirit, I didn't even hesitate. And I said, sir, has, has your wife passed away recently? And I'm not even joking. He started weeping in front of the whole class of 16-year-old boys. And he said, yes. I didn't know that, but God dropped a revelatory knowledge, a word of knowledge into my spirit, and that opened him up to encounter Jesus. The amazing thing about words of knowledge is it opens people up for God to move in their life which is amazing. Uh, another testimony which I've got, I was at a church uh, probably maybe 15 years old and uh, I was sharing a, a testimony from school and I was so excited and uh, I just felt as I was sharing the testimony, I said, is there somebody here who's got pain in their knuckles? I believe God wants to heal you. And uh, there was a guy who, who came up the front and he said, that's me. And I went down and saw him and I uh, said, oh, what's happened? And, and he had grazes on his knuckles. And I said, oh, what's happened? And, and he told me, it was so funny. Uh, well, not funny, but it was funny. Um, he, he goes, oh man, I was, I was outside 20 minutes ago having a punch up with someone. <laughs> he was fighting some guy out, outside the church 20 minutes ago. And so he had grazes all over his knuckles. So I said to him, all right, Let's make a deal. I'm going to pray for you, but you're not going to punch anyone after I after God heals you, yeah? He's like, yeah, okay, that's a good deal. So I prayed for him, and his knuckles were completely healed. 
That was amazing. And that came from a revelatory knowledge which God dropped into my spirit, which was amazing. Um, this, I love this story so much. Um, uh, I was in America for a school of evangelism in 2018 and uh, there was a man on the street that uh, me and a couple of guys walked past as we were on our way to Subway. And um, and uh, it was at a cross a, a intersection, a crossing intersection. And as we walked past this man, I just straight away, uh, it was almost like words came ac- came in my mind. Like you could just see words pop up. And I saw I saw a hernia. And uh, there is nothing more awkward than going up to a stranger in America and going, "Hey, do you have a hernia?" <laughs> like that is just awful. Um, don't do that unless you hear from God. Um, and so anyway, I was in the streets of America. I saw that. So I just said, hey man, I'm, pre- I'm a Christian. I'm practicing to hear God's voice. Do you have a hernia? And he said, yes. And uh, long story short, um, it, it was probably the size of about a tennis ball. It was a very large one. It was causing him a lot of problems. Anyway, um, we prayed for him, me and my mates, uh, and uh, the hernia completely disappeared which is amazing, the size of a tennis ball. I've got a picture with me. Uh, that guy in the middle with the glasses uh, and the singlet, that's the guy. Um, and uh, what happened after he got healed is that um, he gave his life to Jesus in the middle of an intersection in America. And uh, it was an amazing thing. God uh, dropped some revelatory knowledge in my spirit, said hernia. We prayed for him. And in the process, he was opened up and let God into his world and gave his life to Jesus. And so he didn't only get healed from a hernia, but his eternity changed that day, which is amazing, yeah? Um, So, yeah, you can take that one off now, thanks. Uh, Another story, uh, I was uh, in a church in another town in New Zealand, and and I was preaching at that church, and uh, I was preaching on healing. And um, at the time, I, I was still at high school, and I was praying for the sick at, at high school every single day. I'd be that guy who um, I'd get me and my other Christian mate, uh, Kathan Bowler. Some of you guys might know Kathan. And, um, and we would be at lunchtime walking around the fields looking for crutches, looking for like plasters. Like we were just like, like who can we pray for? And, um, and we saw so many people healed and it was amazing. And uh, I was preaching at a church sharing uh, testimonies about healing and, and, and teaching on how to pray for the sick in a normal way because um, people can do it really weird. <laughs> and uh, don't, don't be that person. Um, and and uh, we were pr- so anyway, we were at this church and we were praying and uh, I had a word of knowledge. I just felt someone was, uh, had a tumour. And uh, so I, I, I spoke it through the microphone and there was a man who responded and we prayed for him. And, you know, I thought, you know, it's a, it's a tumour. We can't just like see if there's any immediate change or anything like that. And so uh, we, I just prayed for him and we believed that there would be some healing. And, and I was talking to the pastor of the church um, uh, after the gathering and this man walks up to us and goes, look. And in his hand was a tiny little tumour that dropped out of his nose, which is amazing. And the man went and got uh, got all the tests done during that week. And I got a phone call from the pastor of the church saying he is healed, which is amazing. So that man was healed from cancer. And that came from a word of knowledge. 
which is amazing. God dropping spirit. Uh, the, the last testimony which I've got, well, I was in America again and uh, I was on the streets, uh, probably getting Subway again. <laughs> uh, it was my mate Daz Chittle and I, who knows Daz Chittle? Quite a few of us, that's cool. Um, so we were on the way to get lunch and um, we were walking, we were in South Carolina and uh, there was this lady that we walked past and, um, and I felt God say trauma and abuse. And so I went up to this lady again, really, really awkward. And I said, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm practicing to hear God's voice. Uh, are you struggling from uh, trauma, from abuse? And, and she says, yeah, yeah. And she unpacked her story to Daz and I and uh, we got to pray for her. And uh, two amazing things happened on the street that day. First of all, we prayed for her and she dropped to the ground and she manifested. If you don't know what that means, is uh, basically Daz had to teach me in the moment how to cast out a, de- a demon. And uh, that happened on the middle of the street in uh, America and she was completely set free from that, which is amazing. And, um, and then straight after that, she gave her life to Jesus which was amazing. And so we got to um, uh, hook her up to a church in the nearby area, which is amazing. And so that came, uh, we were just walking on the street and God revealed a revelatory knowledge in the moment and God set her free, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And so words of knowledge, they are incredible because they open people's hearts for people to see God and for people to be touched by God, which is amazing. And, and I encourage you, this would be a gift that all of us should pursue. You know, Jesus operated in this and I encourage you, pursue this gift. It's an amazing, amazing gift which opens up people's hearts to see God and to be moved by God. And, and I encourage you, man, what, what can go wrong? You know, we might step out and we might get it wrong. That's all right. I just shared like six highlights with you. I didn't share the hundred times where I got it wrong. (laughs) You know, come on, as Christians, as disciples of God, we're called to step out and God's given us a tool to be able to open up people's hearts for God to move in their lives, which is amazing for Him to drop revelatory knowledge in our spirit, which is incredible. You guys all good? You with me? Awesome. Hey, so we're going to talk about words of wisdom now. It says this in uh, Corinthians 12, 8. It says to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Uh, Wisdom or wise in Greek is Sophia. It's Sophia. And that means the ability to understand your relationship with God, to regulate it, to understand what God is telling you. And and, uh, what I've found in my own life is when I receive a a word of wisdom, it's usually to do with something that God has already revealed to me. So God, maybe I've received a prophetic word and I'm like, okay, cool. All right, I'm ready to chase this prophetic word, but I don't know the direction to go. How do I get towards it? And then suddenly maybe God might drop a word of wisdom into my spirit or speak it to me through somebody else. And it usually is blueprints or uh, like a roadmap, uh, plans of God saying, okay, here's the steps to get towards that. You know, God will usually give words of wisdom so we can get to somewhere which God has already revealed to us, which is uh, an incredible thing. And they are so valuable. One word of wisdom from God can change a situation instantly. One word from God 
can change a situation instantly. Uh, there's this incredible um, man of God uh, called Sam Chand. He's an evangelist, um, a young evangelist in uh, England. And um, I, I remember listening to a story of his and, and he said that one, one day he got an incredible job offer. Uh, it was so good. He got an incredible salary offered to him. There was a company car involved, and uh, he was like, "Come on, this is this is this is epic! I'm, I need to take this." And uh, he went to church on that Sunday, and there was a guy who came up to him saying, "Hey, I don't know what this is for, Sam, but I feel like God's saying that you shouldn't take what's been given to you." And Sam instantly knew what the guy was talking about and what God was speaking to him about. And uh, he, he battled it for a little bit and he was like, come on, God, like what's going on here? There's, there's a better salary, a company car. It seems so good in the natural. But in the supernatural, God was saying something else. In the spirit, God was saying something else. And uh, the amazing thing about words of wisdom is it helps us recognise not only what's good and bad, but it helps us recognise what's good and what's God. Because sometimes there can be things that come up and we're like, oh my gosh, this is good. But is it God? Is it God? I encourage you, maybe you're, maybe there's something in your world and, and it's good. In the natural, oh man, it looks great. But you just feel like there's something not right about it. Well, maybe it's not God. And remember, God has an original design for each of us. God has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives and it is the best, the best plan and purpose. The best road that we can take is God's road. And I wonder if some of us are walking on a really good or great road, but it's not the God road. And I encourage you, words of wisdom help us walk further into God, who God's designed us to be and into the road that God's wanting us to take which is an incredible, incredible thing. They're so valuable. God didn't just, He didn't just die on a cross, go to heaven and go, woo, have fun guys. You, I'll see you in heaven one day. And I didn't do that. Oh, okay, okay, just me, just me, just me. No, he, he, he didn't do that. He gave us the tools to be able to walk out our journey and to be able to walk further into God, who God's called us to be, which is amazing. He's so in love with us. He's so in love with you. He won't just leave us hanging. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, amazing thing about words of, uh, words of wisdom is it helps us walk in the will of God. And, and I don't want to just be walking in the acceptable will of God, in the good will of God. I want to be walking in the perfect will of God. Because God's got a plan and a purpose for my life and it's the best thing and it's greater than I could ever imagine. And I don't want to be stuck on the good path or the acceptable will of God. I want to be walking in the perfect will of God. If God says go there, I want to go there. If God says say that, I want to say that. Now imagine if God revealed those things to me from our testimonies earlier and I was on a good road. I, wasn't li I was living a good life. But I just wasn't living the perfect will of God. And I just didn't hear those things that God was saying to me. And then there might have been some people who didn't meet Jesus and didn't get healed. Come on, I want to be walking in the perfect will of God. Anybody else? 
That's amazing. Three people here want to be walking in the perfect will of God. Come on, who wants to be walking in the perfect will of God? We've still got some work to do because uh, God's got a plan and a purpose for everybody. Who wants to be working in the walking, working, walking in the perfect will of God? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Awesome. The last gift that we read from here, here that we're going to talk about today is discerning of spirits. And I encourage everyone to embrace the gift of discerning spirits because God wants us to know what is going around us, going on around us. God wants us to know what's going on in us and God wants us to know what's going on through us because we've been called to do greater works in Jesus. We've been called to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. We've been called to go into all the world and make disciples. God's got a plan and a purpose for every person's life and we need to know what's going on around us. If we want to be walking in the perfect will of God, we got to know what's going on around us. And the gift of discerning spirits gives us the ability to see through things and to perceive the spirit at work. It can, it can give us the ability to see God at work, to be able to walk into an atmosphere, into a place and know that God is there, to know that God, the atmosphere of heaven is in that place. Come on, the atmosphere of heaven is in this place this morning. You know, uh, but the discerning of spirits can also give us the ability to see where God is not and see where the enemy is. Because, come on, we're called to fight a spiritual battle. Yeah, we got to put our armor on and we got some tools that God has equipped in our hands so that we can be equipped for battle, that we can be equipped for the life that God's called us to be and walk in. And so I encourage you, come on, the gift of discerning spirits allows us to see what's going on around us and in us and through us. I, I want to be able to walk into an atmosphere and go, God's here. That's amazing. That's amazing. I want to be able to walk into a place and go, the enemy's been trying to do something here and we can declare God in that place. We can welcome Holy Spirit into that place. And, and it's an incredible, incredible gift, which I believe we should all pursue. We should all embrace uh, as disciples of God because we're called to change the atmosphere wherever we go. We're called to, to put a flag in the ground of the kingdom of God everywhere we go. Uh, I didn't have this in my notes, but there was one time where, uh, again, it was my buddy Kathan and I, and we were in the car uh, on a road trip actually. And uh, we, we drove past a small little town uh, on our way to a destination. And, and um, we, we both, uh, we were like, you know, singing worship music in the car, having a real good time with Jesus together in the car. And, um, and as we went through this town, we both just felt really like, almost like a sick feeling in our stomach. And we were discerning a spirit. We were discerning something. And, and so Kate and I, we pulled over the car and we got out of the car. We blasted the worship music and we just started worshiping God in the middle of that town. Because we were like, come on, we can change the atmosphere here. We carry the Spirit of God and we're gonna bring it to this place that needs it. And as disciples of God, we gotta know what's going on around us so we can bring the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of, of hope, the kingdom of peace. The, oh, it's just amazing. I'm, I, am I preaching to myself right now? Because I'm getting really excited about something. Uh, I believe that God is wanting to change atmospheres through every person in this room. 
Oh man, amen, amen. Hebrews 4.12 uh, in the New King James Version, it says this, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do you know that the Word of God, the Bible, is so sharp, sharper than a two-edged sword, that it discerns the true intents and thoughts of the heart. If we want to know what's going on inside of us, we got to have the gift of discerning spirits. And how do we keep that strong and alive in our life? It's through the Word of God. Because the Word of God is so sharp that it cuts through roots that are in our life of things that are growing in our world, which God's saying, I don't want that there. I got another plan for you. I got something better for you. And God wants to reveal these things to us. So I encourage you, as we pursue these gifts, man, we got to get into the Word of God because that's truth that's been spoken into our life. Man, I, I, love, I love the series that we're talking about, the gifts of the Spirit, because they're tools which God has equipped into our hands. And I, I, as we finish up, I, I'd love to pray for a couple of things. I'd love to pray for anybody who is saying, man, I want these gifts to be alive and active in my life. I want to be able to discern spirits and change the atmospheres wherever I go. Put a flag in the ground of the kingdom of God. I want to be able to have revelatory knowledge, which you can't learn from education or experience, dropped into my spirit by God so that the people around me can be opened up and God can move in their life. I want to be able to speak words of wisdom into people's of life that's from God that can change a situation instantly. They're incredible gifts, which we're all called to walk in.